When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Welcome along to episode number 100 of the Bitter Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan here this week. Delighted to be back and delighted to be joined by Jerry Connor. Jerry, how's things? Yeah, look, better than it was a few days ago, anyways. Donald Kelly, how are you? I'll tell you in about an hour's time, Ronan. And Magoo, what's the crack? Oh, fucking living the dream, Ronan. Living the dream. Don, it's Donald's birthday today, by the way. Donald's Don in great form. He's half, he's half cut through this pod. He's turned up to the pod half cut. <laughs> Usually I'm fully cut Magoo when I'm on the pod. <laughs> so this week we will look back on last Friday's defeat to UCD. We will hear your shouts from the shed end. We have two cases to White Hag to give away from that game. And we'll also look ahead to Friday night's game at home to Bowes at the showgrounds. So lads, we'll go back to last Friday. Jerry, UCD away. The floor is all yours. <laughs> yeah. Ah! Everybody's an opinion on this game. Um, and I've heard an awful lot of them over the last few days whether in person or virtually or whatever the case may be and the majority of people that I've heard from said it was the worst performance that they've ever seen from a Sligo Rovers team now I disagree with that I don't I actually don't think it was that bad of a performance I think that we were probably I think we just kind of pretty much thought we had to turn up and we were going to win the game Um. One thing I'd say about UCD, there were I would say UCD were probably one of the poorest teams I've ever seen in that they're very young, they're very lightweight, and they've nothing going forward. Um, and I think we took that at face value as a team. I think the problem with our team is that, you know, say at 1-0, we didn't go for the juggler. We didn't try and turn the screw and get the second goal and just kill the game. I think, I was talking to one of the lads in work today, David Scannon, and he was fairness, he was 100% bang on. He was saying, sometimes we just let games pass us by. We're just kind of, you know, doing enough just to to win the game. Or we just don't have that killer instinct within us. Um, like, we should have absolutely bullied and buried that UCD team. We should have been out of sight. But we were happy enough at 1-0, plodding along. But he knows at 1-0, it just takes one mistake and they're back in the game. Uh, and with our history of mistakes this season, you know, it's always a high possibility that would have happened again. And sure enough, an absolute fucking disaster. McNicholas has to hold his hands up. 100% he's cost us the game. And decisions like that maybe cost the manager his, his job. We just imploded then and gave UCD the momentum. And if there was any team probably going to nick it, it was probably going to be them. So we went from a case of being overly comfortable, passive, non-aggressive, let, usual big mistake, let them back into the game. They took the momentum and won the game. It's like Groundhog Day. I don't I don't know like what is wrong with the players that they can't just fucking have that little bit of metal, that bit of grit, that bit of determination, right? We're going to fucking win this game. 
you know, right one there. Like that's what most teams in that's what most teams in this league do. And also, John Russell has to take an awful lot of criticism, criticism as well. Like he should be enforcing that. I know he's not the type of fella that's going to be like Damian Duff up and down the line, panting like a, an absolute lunatic. But if the team aren't capable of doing that on the pitch, someone needs to be roaring and shouting at them to to make to make them realise, you know, turn the screw to see out the game and ah, just like our it feels like our season is over. It feels even worse than that, to be honest with you. Like it's such an opportunity. I'm watching here in front of me, I was watching Pats and Dundalk. One or two of those teams are going to get Europe. And they're fucking shit. We've actually better players. But they have that, they've got the likes of Hoban in the team. They've got, uh, I don't know, fucking various different fellas that are Forrester on the Pats side. That have that bit about them. They know how to win a game or want to win a game. Not just this fucking passive shit. Sideways, backwards. Nobody breaking the lines. Nobody taking responsibility. And yeah, so... Not the worst performance, but a typical Rovers performance this season. And if we keep doing that, there's only one way we're going, and that's down. And fair play to this group of players because they're going to ruin this football club. Not that, that I think that no matter what we say, I don't think it makes a bit of difference anyways. You know, need to grow some balls. And Donald, Jerry mentioned metal and grit there. I suppose it's, it's something like Jerry mentioned players there. He's watching like the likes of Hoban and, and Forrester, but... I suppose do players either have it or they don't, and it seems that I suppose the players we have do they have that? I don't know, Ronan. Um, I think some of them do. Like when I saw that, like so Johan coming off the pitch, and you could see that like it meant something to him. Um, you know, th- there are some players definitely there that 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 gave it everything. Like just I suppose take what Jerry said. We didn't play that bad. We were in control of the game. I think they had the runner box twice. Uh, one of the times they didn't score a goal, uh, McNichols pulled off a save. Uh, the first time they're in the box, I I, I forget was this. Um, they were like even for their goal for their for, for their for their first goal, it wasn't it it, it wasn't um, they weren't even in the box. Like I just imagine, I I can imagine. I, I was heard I was heard in a lot a lot of the players on the, on the last podcast and you know maybe maybe too hard like does like Stefan I thought had a good game in the first half but when he came out in the second half his head was down whatever was said at halftime or whatever I know he just he he just looked so down on himself and they all look so down on themselves and Jerry is something that I suppose that I was thinking about over the weekend that that Jerry would often say it's a game of football like it's not supposed to be hard work it's not supposed to be. You know, like a chore or like a noose around your neck. Like you've a you've a, a, a platform there, you've a theater to go and express yourself and, and and do something beautiful and creative and and entertain people and win football matches and make people happy. That's what we want. Make us happy. But like you know, it's it's like it's not happening. And um like I said it before in the podcast, and I don't like singling players out uh, specifically. But I said it before that that Luke is going to cost John Russell his job, and last Friday night was a prime example of that. Like we were looking at it, and like there was only one place he could have put the ball that was doing you know I mean? that, that where there was danger. Like he had the whole right hand side of the pitch to clear that ball, and yet he hit the ball the only place that could have could have created an issue for us. And there we go, back to the net. And I don't blame players like like for for heads dropping after yet another calamity yet another calamity you know and John Russell has to take some and I look I'm a big fan of John Russell's but I suppose my concern 
with the situation where it is now at the moment, it's like, I'm sure that John Russell is blue in the face. These lads. Like, we can't let this happen. No, and yes, every other game, every third or fourth game, if even now it's probably getting a bit more regular now at this stage, it happens. So what more can be said that hasn't already been said that's going to make something register with them? Do you know? And I, as I say, I just, I don't know, do they need just a bit of the, their egos being massaged or something like that or do people not being so hard on them or they're putting too much pressure on them? Says, I don't know what it is, but like we're in a bad, bad place at the moment. And um, the, the, certainly the results and where we, where we are on the table, I don't think it's reflective of, of this side, of the capability of this side. But they need to find it within themselves to, to find, as you say, some resolve. They have, it's not a case of, we all have it. Every person on the planet Earth has somebody resolving to to do I mean? If they can get up and get dressed in the morning, they're able to go out and fight in the football pitch. And it's not about See, fighting. It's it's about it's just about going out and expressing yourself and just trying to make people happy, enjoy it, embrace it. Just no, on that I, point, on yes, so just to cut in just for a second, um, you know about enjoying it and it's a game of football and and about resolve and about uh, mentality. Like we were at the game, myself and yourself, and I don't know if it showed up on the TV or whatever, but. When the team came out onto the pitch at the very, very start, Radoslavich was about maybe 30 seconds behind the rest of the team. And his body language when he came onto the pitch, I'd never seen anything as bad in all my life. Uh, he had, His shoulders were down. His head was like, like if I walked into work tomorrow morning like that, it sets the tone. Yeah, but, but, but why is that, Jerry? Is that because he doesn't want to be there or is that because... Someone said something to me. That was, at a, uh, that was in the second half. No, no, this was before the start of the game. Well, at the second half, I noticed that in the second half, right, that he came down and he, he was behind the rest of them. I, look at there's football in that fella. There's no two ways about it. And like, there's a couple, he went in a couple of mazy runs and he was kind of, at the, in the first half, he linked up a little bit with Matt and you could see, geez, they could actually click. But then the second half, it was just like, I don't know, nothing would come off him whatsoever. Like, I, I think you're being kind to him there, to be honest, in the first half. Well, but, there's no, but there's no point, Jerry, at, at this stage, right? There's there's no point in, in bollocking the fellas. Like, I, I just think you need... No, no, I know that. But like, but even before a ball was kicked, he was coming out with ba- bad body language and just down in the dumps. And like, the guy's been away on international duty for the last two weeks, right? He's put straight mm. back into the team. What the fuck are you sulking for? You know, you've been given an opportunity... You could feel sorry for other lads that were maybe sitting on the bench that were training for the last two weeks. He rocks up straight into the first team. His body language is shit coming out into the pitch. He's fucking 10 yards, 15 yards behind everybody else. And it's like a chore to be there. You're a grown man out at this stage. You want your fucking belly tickled every time you go out in the pitch. Like, fucking hell. It's fucking pathetic. Like, you know, and you're right. There's no point bollocking these people anymore. Absolutely waste of fucking time. But when they're coming out into the pitch with body language like that and an attitude like that, just totally not fucking tuned in, you know. And we people were saying that was probably a shift from him in the first half. Like if that that was a shift for him, shit. Like and he was in the ball roll under his foot. It's just mentality. Is is there too much too much information going in going on during going in during the week, Magoo? Is there too much? Is there too much paralysis by analysis or analysis or whatever? Yeah, our our players going out the pitch. Not having that freedom to, they're they're they've been told to. I don't know. They're not been told to express themselves. They're gonna to have to stick to this game plan, and that's it. Like is that? And they're and they're going onto the pitch with, with fear if they don't do it right. If you fear up in fucking UCD against one man and his dog, well, Jesus Christ, you're in the wrong fucking profession. Magoo. Sorry. As I was when we when we were watching the game, and I was slightly different. Like during, during at halftime, 
everybody in the group were like we were playing well and we were I was kind of slightly different I didn't think we were playing great to be honest which I know we had all the possession but I didn't think we were playing with any confidence any sort of authority like you were just saying there I thought we were playing with real fear I think we have for the last few weeks playing with fear we um the one thing for me is what I want to see is for for the last few weeks beforehand we were saying we just need to get to the break we need to get to the break and reset what I wanted to see the other day was a reaction I wanted to see us come back in after our break and going back in with a bit of conviction, a bit of authority, a bit of confidence. Like you couldn't have picked a better game unless you were picking New City at home to come back from your break for, to reset and go again. I wanted to see some anger coming out in that performance the other day to go out with a point to prove and show people what you're made of. And like that's why I was saying at half-time when everybody's like, oh, we're in control of the game and everything. Like I didn't see any of that in the first half and I was very disappointed with it. Because I wanted to see some sort of reaction. And I did say at halftime that if we keep going the way we're going, we, we'll do well to get out of it with the three points. And like now I didn't think we'd lose the fucking game. but like Because I didn't think, as Jerry said already, we didn't show any sort of conviction to go and kill the game off. We never... We just... We're playing with such fear. It's, it's, we're doing the easy thing and the handy thing. Like We never opened them up once. I think in the first half, Stefan put a ball down the side of the centre halves from Mallet run on and he nearly got onto it. But that was the only time in the game we showed a bit of guile or whatever. And any of the rest of our chances were crosses into the box and that kind of stuff. We never, there was no quick tempo. You can imagine coming back from the break after the run we were on, we got the chance to reset. We have a bit of zip in our play, a bit of tempo, a bit of spirit and a bit of, you know, just make it happen. You, you have a chance to reset. You have a chance to go again. Go out and make it happen. And nobody did. Nobody wanted to. Everybody was afraid to do anything. Just get get the ball, play the simple ball, play out the thing, sidewards and backwards passing, and then eventually we'll we'll pump it into the box and hopefully someone will get on the end of it. And like I don't if 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 we're coming back from the break, which was our, our reset, and then playing like that against U C D, then like it's worrying. It is worrying. Be very worried. Like and these players need to sit, take out and take responsibility. Like everybody's I see people going on about John Russell and obviously he has to take accountability and take a share of the blame and the manager will always take a share of the blame. But like these players, as we... It, I could have should have been able to go up and manage Rovers on Friday evening. I should have been able to go and pick that team for a fully professional team to go out and be a load of students. Young fellas at that. Like, it shouldn't need the manager in that instance to go out. He could have played them all in different positions and they still should have been good enough within themselves to go and beat UCD. And like, it's got good enough for them. And they, sh- they need to realise as well that their careers at the minute are intertwined with how well Russell does. Now, some of them, if Russell gets the shot tomorrow and a new manager comes in and starts getting rid of hate of players around the place because he doesn't suit, fancy them, like some of them might want to get another good club somewhere and have, but some of them might be fucking down in the first division before they know it and they might never get back. Like, they need to start taking uh, responsibility and, and accountability for what's going on as well because it's not good enough. They're really not good enough. They should be out there with their eyes closed beating UCD. And to put up a performance like that after two weeks off is just unacceptable. Well, where does that fear come from, lads? It's come from it's come from weeks of like you see, at the start of the season we were playing with no fear, we were playing some great football and everything. But weeks of I suppose even when we were playing well, we were losing games and drawing games with mistakes and constant shooting ourselves in the foot. And I suppose that just takes its toll on you. You keep just if you're getting a kick every week like that, it it obviously is going to take its toll on you. But I I was hoping to like the break would have done as good but it just hasn't it was just more the same in performance wise 
um, to what we've seen the last couple of weeks before the break. Um, and I don't know how we're going to get out of it. Like as Jerry was saying to me the other day, we we might have been better with a a game against Shams or Derry straight after the break. It probably would have suited us better to be the underdog and have to fight and scrap rather than have to go and play. And um, like you're probably right. So maybe hopefully this week that's when that might suit us better. But at the end of the day, it's all about work rate and character and taking responsibility and having a bit of confidence on the ball and authority and no fear and like I don't know when we're when we're how are we going to get back that back into the team I don't know I really don't know just um, just two things when I came back here herself was up and any kind of away matches that would be on on a Friday night she'd be watching the television and I said well did you see that and the first thing she says yeah I seen Sligo Rovers getting bit by shower children. She said they're a fucking joke. <laughs> like, and she's right. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it was, it was desperate. Do you know? And and like, that's the harsh reality of it. Like, as I say, I'm not, I, I'm not going ranting and raving and whatever. But like that, that's like, do you know what I mean? That's that, that's what happened on Friday night. And as if that wasn't bad enough, I fucking, uh, I, I found a tick. I got a tick bit me oh. when I got home on on um, a tick hunt. A tick. Like a little tick. All oh, right, just all oh, so, right. You know, when, when we're leaving the Belfield, we go through this bit of kind of a wooded area, and I didn't realize until I got back. So I had a tick in my side. So bad and all as it was, getting bet two one by UCD. I'm probably going to get Lyme's disease now or something like that as well. Just really <laughs> so old and Do you know what I mean? But um, no, I I'd be inclined to agree with you, Magoo, in that like it's all these mistakes that 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 take a toll and. Uh, like if you don't know what's going to happen behind you for a, from a defensive point of view and. Bear in mind that probably the defence isn't where it should be at at uh, at the moment either with a lot of players missing and so on and so forth. It, that, I'm sure that kind of seeps its way through the team. And then you have other lads then that are short of confidence or looking like they don't necessarily, not that they don't, maybe not, not that they don't want to be there, but they're not thriving in the pressure of, of the situation that they're in at the moment. It's just it's just not a good situation. Another thing on Friday night, which I thought was bizarre, was John Russell taking off Nine Moran because Nine Moran was by far and away our best player. Like, I don't know why he w- he was taking off. Was he injured or what? I don't know, but I just thought that was a bizarre decision. David Cawley, and I'm sure David Cawley, I'm a great fan of as well, but, and I know David Cawley will say it himself, it was, wasn't his greatest night. He, he, he gave away the ball, I said four or five times he hit some loose passes. He created some missions for us uh, in midfield as well. Like, you know, there there were some there were some very very nervy performances, and then there's other lads. Like I say, Johan, I thought he really showed something. He showed him, he showed us that that we mean something to him, and and the club means something to him, and and winning football matches means something to him. So, yeah, there's 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 good and bad, I suppose, in, in the whole thing, but. Look, it's a night to be forgotten about, uh, and I don't know. In terms of the defense, though, like I thought, the defense, the defense was really, really. They were cruising, absolutely no issues, no problems. They were winning yeah. every single ball, no bother at all. But I think going back to the the first goal, once that was in, that's the second goal is, is a result of that. Yeah, because like what you're saying there, you know, defense is cruising, absolutely no issues, no problems. Didn't look like concede uh, all night. We were winning every ball. That goal was in. Then, yeah, then the the fucking panic sets in and uh, maybe feeling sorry for ourselves. So, the first, the second goal is a result of the first goal in that nobody actually attacked the ball. Like, I, I, can't, I don't even know the, the name of the lad, but he was pop, maybe 5'9", five, 5'10", five, whatever. Like, all alone in the middle of the box. Nobody near, nobody picked him up. Nobody challenged him. So, that's kind of where, like, you know, 
are we feeling sorry for ourselves, kind of switched off, nobody picked them up. You know, so one thing leads to another. And all of a sudden, then we lose the game. Uh, we lose the game, probably lose the season, could lose your manager, players could lose their club next season. Do you know, it's all these things that have a domino effect. Um, it's really, really disappointing. Thank you. I, I, and, and even at the end as well, Donald, um, I think there was only about maybe one, two people that actually booed. Uh, everybody was just kind of dumbfounded. They, they didn't know... They didn't know what to do. I wouldn't say that, Jerry. There was, there was a lot of people questioning. I wouldn't say that the boot, but there was, there, there, was, there was harsh words exchanged from the stands towards the players and towards John Russell. 100%. Not as much, though, as I thought there would be. Well, there was a lot of level-headed fellas. There should have been a lot more. If, if there was a lot of level-headed fellas, lot of level-headed fellas there that were, that, that, that were questioning that performance and questioned by, by the players and the manager. And fellas... That you would, I would say, aren't rash in, in the way they react to performances and uh, fellas that you listen to if, if, if they're given out. So, you know, it's, 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 I'd say it's momentum. Momentum is a big thing in football, we are, and momentum is a big thing in life. And momentum is going against us at the moment. So, how we're going to stop it, how we're going to rest it, I don't know. But, uh, you, have, you have to roll up your sleeves. That's just the only way to get out of it is rolling up your sleeves, take it in, and like. Jerry was on about the goals there. After the first goal, there was no reaction from nobody. Yeah. And the same after the second goal. If you watch them back, no, I think after the second goal, uh, Danny Lafferty, I think, and Bulger were the only two who turned around and questioned anybody. Everybody else put their head down and walked off. Like, where's the reaction to turn around and say, for fuck's sake, that's what's going on? Roll up the sleeves now. We're getting fucking back into this game. There's 10 minutes left. There wasn't a word. Yeah. Word yeah, of we're going to grind it out. We're, we're going to grind it out. Whatever it fucking takes, we're going to do it. You we're know, none of that. It's two one against UC. We're good enough to get fucking a goal in here in ten minutes. That's let's fucking do it. We're not fucking losing to these. Cop on to yourselves. Not a word of nobody. Heads down. Walk to the center. Walk to the center circle and tip off. Not a fucking word. Somebody short of somebody getting the punch on the side of the head, you should be murdering the pitch for that. When we can see well, the second goal against you. I, I, sorry, Mugu. I really hope that there's murder in the in the dressing room afterwards because there should be murder after that game. There should have been. Yeah. Like that. That's, that's it's could be wasn't it? That's maybe what's needed. Do you know what I mean? Punch up. That's what would have happened years ago, wouldn't it? But you don't see it now. Like that's just not the way it's done these days. But like something needs to to happen. It needs to be fucking a jolt from something or something from somewhere like to waking people up. But, but like, it's, 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 like I see, I see. Well, we're on this thing of. After the match, everybody questioning this, that, and the other, and this this narrative that's going around now about uh, the the team on the pitch is suffering because we have plans for a new stadium. Like it's, <laughs> it's bullshit. Like you know what I mean. The two two things because people say we should forget about the new stadium and concentrate on what's on the pitch. Like two things are able to exist together. Do you know what I mean? They can. They're not fucking exclusive. They can exist together. We can have the plans for the new stadium. And still have like it's the biggest budget I think we've ever had. So that straight away dismisses their their point. And secondly, we got good players with that budget. We have we have got in Hartman, we got in Bal whatever you want to say about them. Hartman, Bald, and Stefford are good players. They have worked out for various different reasons, whatever they are. But that didn't stop us getting them in on the budget. So like this narrative of we need to forget about the fucking stadium because. 
uh, we need to get better players. Like we're not going to get much better players than we're not going to get a much big, of a bigger budget than we have. So, like that narrative is nonsense as well. It's just yeah, things it, it didn't is, work. Complete. Yeah, it, it's completely stupid because uh, I don't mean to use the word stupid, but it's complete. It's, it doesn't make sense in that. Yeah, there was a hundred thousand from the transfers of uh, McGinty and Kenny used to get the project off the ground. That's the only money that's been put into the master plan so far. And that money is from, what, over a year ago. So it's absolutely no bearing whatsoever on the master plan. Club turned over 2.99 million last year, uh, records turnover, and had an operating profit of 17,000. Okay, so the 100,000 came out of that. We still came out of the season with a profit. Had absolutely no effect on this season's budget whatsoever. And you're right, Magoo, it's the biggest budget that we've ever, ever had. So it's absolutely no bearing. So does that mean that because Liverpool are building a new stand that that's why they finished where they did in the league table this year? You know, like, that's fucking stupid. But I, I think that's, is that a Sligo thing in that, you know, we cry and cry and cry when we don't get probably what we do deserve maybe as a county or as a region, you know, when we don't get money for roads, we don't get money for hospitals, we don't get money for infrastructure and we're constantly overlooked and we're always saying when nobody's fighting our corner in at national level or anything like that. And we finally have a group of people that are putting their shoulders to the wheel to get a first-class stadium in Sligo, right? That'll set the club up. If we don't get this, don't actually get this master plan through, I'd worry about the future of the club, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's that important. And like this money is coming from central central government. That's the money that we're, we're trying to get and European money. So, you know, there's no point crying about not getting things. And then when people actually put a bit of effort in, they're crying about them doing that as well. And there's no leadership and stuff like that. It absolutely makes no sense. And I go back further even, and the people, if you go back to when the, the main stand was built, like the vision of those people that came together and they sourced the money and etc. like, you know, they have great vision to do that. And how, if we didn't have that new stand now, I guarantee you, we would not have had the success that we've we've had over the last few years. Because if you remember what was there previously, that do you honestly think that that would be any way of an attractive environment for people to come and play football in, or for people to come and support a team? You know, you have to have decent decent infrastructure, and when you get the opportunity, and when you get people working together to bring that to our town, our region, and there's people complaining about that and blaming. The, the leadership and the team like the amount of work that is going on is absolutely in, unbelievable I know three individuals from two weeks ago that gave up a week's annual leave to work on the project to secure the correct I think it's architects or whatever the case may be to, to, to get that over the line they took a week's holidays right one of them doesn't isn't even involved in the football club but he's a supporter but yeah there's no leadership or there's no you, you know uh, people aren't Oh, I don't know. I just, I just give up at times. You just there's absolutely no pleasing people at times. Tell them to scrap it. Tell them to scrap it all, Jerry, and buy yeah. Pat Hogan and Chris Farser. We, we'll send the money up to, up the road up to Phil Parker or Johnny Gall. Yeah, but but wait, just hold on for for a second, lads, because I, just, I think we're getting a bit sidetracked, right? I agree a hundred percent what you're saying there, Jerry, right? But also what you did say, and Magoo said, is that this is the biggest budget that we've ever had, and yet with the biggest budget that we've ever had, we've had a team of eleven players that went out. And lost two one two CD. After and and and, and give up a one goal lead against UCD. So that's my, people, that was my point. though. 
that was my yeah. point to all this. People, people were blaming us losing CUCD on the new stadium because yeah. the players we got aren't good enough. And that was my whole point. It's bothering but the right, the right to question. But the closed. No matter the, what the, the fucking budget was. The right, the right to question though, Magoo, how a team with the biggest budget that we've ever had was able to do that. I'm not saying that I, I, I agree with you that it's nothing to do with the, the, the development plan or like that. But like, but that's the point we're making is that people are are, are mixing the two together. They're completely separate. No, hundred percent. But they're still right to question the performance. Do you know what I mean? And 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 and. Oh, that's not what we're saying though. Right. Basically, what we're saying is that because money has been taken from, say, the central budget and it's been put into the stadium, that that's why the players aren't good enough. Like, of course, like the what we're saying is that the two things are completely separate. So if you take the player budget uh, it, it, as it is, you're 100% right. Of course they're right to question. But that's, that, that, but that's, that's what I'm trying to say. That's it's separate. Be it's, it's 100%, but it should be questioned. But I, I, the, I think the two are getting blurred. Yeah, yeah. Well, I agree it shouldn't be blurred. But it, like, if we have the biggest budget and we're after signing all these peers, we shouldn't be getting bet two one by UCD. That's it, simple as that. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Oh, 100% we shouldn't know. But that's the, that's the whole the whole thing is that it's, you know, if there was no new stadium and if there was no master plan, the budget would still be the same. The players would still be the same. And we still should not be getting fucking bet by UCD. That's 100%. Because I know and listen to people, listen to people around the town, and it's what they're saying is it's all fine and well. And I, again, I not I, I not agree with, it, but this is this is what's been said around the town, is that uh, oh, you can have all the fine big stadiums that you want, but if you're playing the first division, you're never going to fill it. And the way we're heading now at the moment, that's where that's the, the, the way things. And, and they're probably right, but they're two still separate things. A hundred percent, Jerry, but a hundred percent for the future. But, like but if we didn't, if those people that had the vision to build the new stand back, say twenty odd years ago, if that didn't happen, we wouldn't be in the Premier Division. Yes, agree. Facilities, but 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 I, I suppose this is what people are saying around the town. I'm not saying I I, I what the, the fact of the matter is is that if we keep getting results to it, we are we are going to be the first. I'm not saying that they're right. I'm just saying that I think it's only fair to reflect what's been said around the place that. If we keep getting results, the way the, if the results keep going the way they're going, we're going to be in the first division. Okay, so just scrap the scrap no. The I'm not saying that. So. Keep going. I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for the development plan, right? But I just I think that 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 people, the likes of John Russell and the players that are playing and and if, at the for, for Sligo Rovers Football Club, they need to hear that there's a genuine concern and there's a genuine fear of the supporters of Sligo Rovers Football Club that they're not good enough and they're going to they're going to get us relegated. That's right. That's the point. I'm trying. I, I, I don't think. I not. I this to me. The master plan should have nothing to do with this conversation whatsoever. The it, it, the conversation that we should be having now is about the football players and the manager and what they can do to turn things around and start uh, getting some positive results. Nothing to do with the master plan. They shouldn't even be in the atmosphere whatsoever in any ether of our conversation whatsoever, because it's totally irrelevant. The master plan is totally. Depend in, uh, independent of what's happened on the football pitch now, so we shouldn't lose sight of the the, the in my mind the, the actual the, the what's happened now at the moment is is the results and what can be done to to to, to turn the ship around the masses because people are looking for something to blame yeah putting these things and like information is out there in the public if you want to go if you're actually want to get your Facts straight. Go and look for for the accounts. It's all out there. It's pretty transparent. But it's just this usual crack 
Oh, well, the man down the road said to me, this is why, just, it's just fucking, it's lazy, like. Yeah. No, I just, I, I just feel that's, that's nearly like a smoke screen for, it, it, to me, the, the, the whole thing about the development plan is like a smoke screen. I agree with what you're saying, but I'm just saying like, that's not the issue. The issue is, is we've the biggest budget that we've ever had. We've a squad of, of 23 odd players, whatever. And yet, we can't get them to perform. That's what we should. We shouldn't be talking about any development plan or anything like that. But that was my. Well, we should, that was my point. Of the start, huh? That was my point at the start. Yeah. That people shouldn't yeah. be. People shouldn't. Well, maybe sorry, but I, 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 I rehashed it. But you see, I suppose by, by us talking about it, we're doing it. Do you know what I mean? We're nearly calling the fire, if you like. I don't know. No, but people seem to genuinely think like, that the, if people are talking about it, that's they're talking about it. Um, if people seem to genuinely think that uh, we are in the position we are. Because I heard so one on on social, on Twitter that the committee took their eye off the ball and are more worried about the new stadium than they were about the team. And my point was that they put in the biggest budget, so that that's lies and it's wrong. The only one and the only people who are responsible for where we are at the minute are the players and the management. That's yeah, it. Well, exactly, that, what's happening exactly, on the pitch exactly, is exactly. down to the people on the pitch. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with anything else, and that's my point. Well, so people, yeah, yeah. Stop going on about that because that's got nothing to do with it. It's yeah. it's that it's management and players that have us in this position, and management and players are the only ones who can get us out of this position. Like some people, are, really some people aren't it. happy unless they're fucking miserable. That really, they wallow. Like that misery makes them happy. Mm. Makes a, gives well, them a purpose fucking, in their life. They're, luck, they're lucky to cycle over, fans. So yeah, thank you. But like, do you know what? See, the people that are kind of a lot of the people that are kind of put these things together probably aren't genuine. You know, there's an awful lot of fellas around the town that love to see Sligo Rovers struggle. Absolutely love it for some reason or another. They've got a chip on their shoulder. There's plenty of them out there. Um, and they're just absolutely... That's what annoys me the most is that, you know, you've got people that are really... Our club is going 95 years and you've got generations upon generations. And I know I'm going off on a fucking tangent now, but you've got generations and generations of people, people, their relations and... Nearly, these people nearly look for the smallest little thing that, oh, fuck Rovers, fuck Rovers, or you have other fellas then that pretend they like Rovers, they'll fucking, but they love it when, when, when we don't do well. And it gets people that work their balls off and, you know, and blah, 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 blah. And they do it for the club and whatever. And it's awful to see people out there that get enjoyment out of the club not doing well when all people are doing is trying to support their local club or trying to to trying to, you know, have a good football team in the League of Ireland. And, you know, like, Sligo Rovers puts Sligo on the map. You go to the UK or anywhere like that, every single person that has any interest in football will know about Sligo Rovers. They never would have heard of Sligo before, but they know about Sligo Rovers. And there's people out there that get to kick and enjoyment out of Sligo Rovers not doing well, and they're from Sligo, and they're just, I don't understand it. I just, I don't understand it. And Magoo, there's been a lot of talk as well, I suppose, online and as well regarding the future of, of John Russell as the team's manager and it would be a common conversation when, when the way the results are going at the moment as well. Yeah, look, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of talk if you can't get away from it. Like, I'm, I'm sure Russell probably knows it himself. If he hasn't read it, I'm sure he knows it'll be out there. Um, you know, we fought, we, have we lost six the last eight or something like, so it's obvious that kind of, them kind of conversation is going to go on with it with fans, especially where they are. Like, but, uh, to me, I don't see like I don't see like first of all, you never want to see any man losing his job or whatever like that. And but secondly, like I don't, I don't see really the point in in we being getting rid of him. Like I know we're in the shit at the minute, and like I said earlier, I don't like I, 
I personally, how do we get out of it? I can't. It's very hard to see a way out of it. But who do you bring in? Like, do you know, as we just mentioned there a few minutes ago, with our, with our budget, we maxed out in our budget and stuff like that. So we, we can't, you can't be affording to bring in a super experienced manager who's like, what do we do in England? Oh, we're, we're in relegation trouble. Bring Big Sam in, he'll get you out of it. Like, there's no one around here you can, that's a sure thing. So what do you do? You're bringing in another man learning on the job. So I don't see the point in, in changing one with the other. Like, personally, do I, and this is another thing you see online, uh, John's a great coach, but he's not a good manager. Like, that's, that, that's what they are these days. They're all coaches. Like, there's no such thing anymore of, like they used to be years ago, uh, who do you think will be in the dressing room to be all leaders all over the place? Who do you think is going to make a big good manager? Oh, he will, he will. He's a great leader. He's, that's not the way they are anymore. They're all, there's no real leaders in dressing rooms anymore. Lads are doing their badges when they're in their 20s. They're, that's it. They're taught, they're brought up that way now. They're all coaches. So anybody you get is going to be nearly the same. It's maybe slightly different characters, but it'll be more or less the same ethos. Like, it'll be all video analysis, all technical stuff like that. And John is, Absolutely excellent at it. Like, do I think Russell is a top coach? He's one of the best coaches in Ireland. And that's a fact. Do I think Russell's going to be uh, a top manager one day? I honestly do. I think he will be a top manager, and I hope to God it's, it's with us. So, but will it be? I don't have. I don't know the answer to that. But I hope to God it is. So I don't see where you're going to get. There's no. There's no magic solution like to this, as we said. Apart from hard work, but I know for a fact, like his his attention to detail and his. There's nobody working harder than John to try and find a way out of this mess. And that's a fact. 10, 12 hours a day, every day. You know, is anybody going to be, you going to bring anyone in who's going to do more than that? Like, to be, I think we need to, the players need to step up, some of them. They probably, obviously, did they usually get a few injuries, maybe a bit of luck. One good, one good result could change everything around. But, like, as you say, Ronan, the talk is out there and, we know the way football is now, and as I said, six of the last eight lost. Like it, it's if that keeps going, like you, we all know what's going to happen. It's only going to go one way. Like there's, Donald said, we can't get relegated. So I hope to God for John's sake that that this weekend is is the turning of us. That the the corner has turned this weekend. But you know who knows. Look, I think the way modern football has has uh, changed. It's always been there, but the sack mentality really is kind of to the forefront when anybody loses a few games on the trot, particularly in England. And obviously, we see, you know, every bit of English football now these days. And we were kind of nearly conditioned into thinking, right, you lose four or five games, sack them and bring somebody, bring, bring Big Sam in or whatever the case may be. So, um, but we're not English football. We're not a, not the English Premier League. Um, I think, yeah, look, the results haven't been good. The, the the injuries haven't been good and you have to maybe question that and is, is there maybe lessons that be, can be learned from that um, does Russell get the time to to learn those lessons and 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 come out of it the other end better um, I, I'd, I'd hope so because look I don't really I, I don't think there's any point really and in getting rid of him like people are saying oh well you wouldn't take the chance that um, that we stick with him and we we you know we might get relegated, but like you could change the manager too, and the same thing could happen. Uh, I personally would just stick with it for the moment and and just you know hope for a change. Um, Ronan, Lucas, I suppose at the end of the day, the results so so far have been been this season has been I suppose it's been a write off, and 
like John needs to learn. I'm sure this is going to be one of the most difficult periods that he'll ever have in his managerial career. So a lot of weight in the shoulders to get this uh, to get a turn around. But I think he should be given the time. I think like I think the 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 club have backed him, and I don't think now is the time to uh, now is the time to turn your turn your back on him. I would like to think that maybe he's a couple of players lined up to come in in July, hopefully. Um. He's the, the the. I would like to think that, and that hopefully he gets the right kind of characters in that will, I suppose, change your fortunes. Um, you know, I suppose when Liam Buckley left the when, when Buckley left last year, it was fellas that was calling for Liam Buckley's head, and the same fellas now that are calling for John Russell's head. So, do we really want to be a club that has had three managers inside the year? Like, do we? Is that is that the kind of club that we want to be? Uh, the kind of club that the same fellas that are calling for that or the same fellas that are saying we should we should look at Drogheda and we should look at Shelburne they're getting investors we need to get investors in let's sell the club let's change the manager once we get on a run of, of, of five or six bad results like if results keep going the way they're going it, uh, it's inevitable what's coming down the tracks for John so you know I certainly hope it doesn't come to that. I think he should be given the opportunity to 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 like we've we've backed him from day one. He's been backed. He's got the biggest budget. There's quality there. It's down to John to to I suppose identify what he wants to keep and identify the weak links that he needs to get rid of. Um, and I've I still have confidence that he can do that. But it's 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 an hourglass and the time is running out. So whatever he needs to do, he needs to do it fast. But I tell you, it must be some learning curve for him now because the pressure is really, really on. I think just what you said there, Donald, um, just about Drada and Shelburne and things like that, uh, getting investors and and whatnot. But I think that's kind of added to the um, to the pressure. You know, people are panicking like, well, Drada are going to have a load of money. Shells are going to have a load of money. You've got Galway coming up. You know, you possibly could have Waterford. Like all of a sudden, we're the only ones that are like. I, I wouldn't even. Put Bowes into the equation. Bowes are in Dublin. They have huge kind of population, a huge kind of... They're offering something unique in Dublin, I suppose, compared to the other clubs that are up there. So I think that they can survive with the fan model. Whereas we, down here, it is a lot more difficult to 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 stay up with the big boys uh, on our current model. And I think that's adding to the pressure and adding to the stress levels of the fans. You know, when you see the, the neighbours getting a new car and a new extension onto the house or whatever the case may be and we've got all the bells and whistles and we're kind of still you know at the church gate collection looking for the few shillings it just kind of it does feed into the the fear yeah. factor and I think at some point as well you know maybe when we get the stadium over the line I, I'd hate to lose the fan fan model and you know do I think at some point and it's not John Russell's fault or it's not the board's fault but I think at some point, you've got a 10-team division. Are we going to be the ones that are going to drop out because of our model? So I suppose we need to make a choice at some point in the future. Do we go down there trying looking for investor money to be in the Premier Division? Or do we stay fan-owned and pretty much maybe be a, a yo-yo club or you know a first division club? Like At the end of the day, we're, we're coming from a sparsely populated region on a fan-owned model. And it's getting harder and harder and harder. So... It is, you know, it is. It's added to the, the stress levels, I think, and the the panic. Just, just on on Russell. Um, you know, you're all about English football, Jerry. That we see so much of English football. 
It kind of reminds me of uh, Arteta when he went to Arsenal. Yeah. And he went to Arsenal and he, he struggled for the first, like I think he lost 15 games in the first year or the first two years, both seasons. And all the Arsenal fans, like they were, he was struggling badly. They were all, oh, great coach, but he's not a good manager and all that. And most of them wanted him gone. They won't tell you that now, like, but they did. They all wanted him gone, like, but you're looking at him last season then. They loved him. The yeah. best things to slice bread, like, he, and as they were saying, he had to, he had to change the whole culture of the club. He had to build a whole new culture. And when John was trying to do that in here, build a whole new culture and change the, the whole ethos and the thinking of the way of the club, you know, we're not just professional, the 11 lads on the pitch changed the whole lot of it to be uh, professional, changed the whole culture of the club. Like, and stuff like that obviously takes time. You go change, chopping and change, as Donald was saying, three managers a year, you can never build or, or move forward like that. Do you know? And yeah. so. That's right. That's what I'd be hoping anyway. It'll be something like that. Like it, it does take time to implement your your ways of ways of thinking and ways of working. And it's it's just I hopefully hopefully as I said already, does it's he he gets the chance to because some of the stuff he's doing is brilliant. Um, a lot of people don't get to see it. Obviously, they just see it on a match night, but it really is. And I think it's it'll only it, it's proved the club so much already from from the inside that it can only enhance it the longer he's here. And I I think I genuinely too do think as well that. You know, I think if we do have patience, he will learn from the mistakes. And I think we'll benefit from that in the long run because, look, at the end of the day, the budget will be smaller next year. You know, there's no getting away. Well, I don't, you know, I'm presuming it will be because obviously if you don't get Europe, you're not going to have as big a budget. So I'd like to think that, you know, maybe that we learn from the lessons, even with a lesser budget, that we could actually be more formidable next year than currently what we are and, Maybe we've learned a lot about players and the type of mentality that certain, you know, that kind of way. Um, and I think I'd like to think as well that maybe you know that Russell will kind of learn to maybe be more flexible with his philosophy on football. And I know that's not what managers really generally like to do, but I think from now on in until the end of the season, at least, and I even think next season going forward as well that we need to have a bit of kind of dogs of war mentality uh, because we are going to be up against this when you like when you, when I just spoke about all these clubs getting all that money and they're going to have lots of available players like I think we need to change our type of player going forward in that you know mentality will be probably more important than ability because we're going to have to scrap to get out of this do we have that scrap within us I'm not sure we'll, we'll definitely find out but going forward, I think we do need to add that to our to our to our mantle. Like you know, they look you look at the likes of you know, uh, and I know that those type of players aren't out there or they're not as frequent as they were in the past. But still, we're going to have to scrap, you know, from here on in for for quite a while. So we, we need to get used to. It. We need to adapt. And uh, if John Russell doesn't adapt to that, well, then he will be gone. You have to learn from your mistakes. Yeah, something something. Something that we're not doing on the pitch, Jerry. It's mistake after mistake every week. Yeah. So. Hi, lads. This is Paul from North Sligo. I was, uh, I'm such an idiot. I was busy texting when, when we should have sent you a voice note. Only just discovered the, uh, the pod and then realised there's 99 already and uh, <laughs> I can't believe I missed out on this I was taking a break from Twitter for a while and I went back to Twitter again, God knows why but um, 
I discovered your podcast and had to listen to it. I've only listened to 99 so far, and uh, that's the one I was commenting on. Listen, it's a great pod, and, you, and you're, you're, you're great to be there, giving your support and giving your uh, opinions and everything else, uh, you know, about the match. But I think you're too hard on, on two things. You're too hard on yourselves, first of all. You know, you're getting down, you're getting really down about this. And you're too hard on, on the lads, you know. I don't really give a monkey's who's on the beach in Enniscone or in Strand Hill or anything else. Because no matter what, you know, I never played at that level. But any any sort of um, dressing room you were ever in, there were two pricks at least. Do you know? There were two fellas there at the very least, if not more, who couldn't give a monkey's no matter what level they were playing at. Like even when we were paying subs to play. Do you know what I mean? You had to pay your, you had to pay, hand out your tenner before the match or whatever. You know, lads couldn't care less and they were there to, they, they were there to drag you down. And it's the same, it's obviously the same at professional level. But look at the guys, they were just talking the Shams game in particular. Look at the lads that took to the field, right? Look at the patched up the first team we had that night. And look at that first half and all they gave. They tried their absolute best in that first half. They were up against probably the best, arguably the best team in the country. And not only did we create chances ourselves, we stopped them from creating chances. And it was looking good. It was looking good. A free kick, some sort of set piece, some little mistake from them, and we could have been one up. You know, we came out in the second half, they had obviously, they had obviously decided to target the centre, right? And they started that in, in the second half. And it paid dividends for them. Look, we had I don't know. From where I was sitting, I thought there was a shade of offside about the first goal, you know, and the third one, there was a definite issue with that. But that makes no difference. Look, we were beaten, and we would have been beaten on the night. Once the game was said, I think on the pod you said, we were beaten before we took to the field. We were not beaten before we took to the field. Those 11 lads or 13 or 14, whoever, ended up playing that night. They were not beaten before they went on the field. They were beaten by a much better side, right? They played out of their skins, they did their best, right? That's my opinion on it, and uh, feel free to disagree with me. But you were there, you were sitting there, you weren't that far away from me, because you were talking about uh, talking to that lines man, and you weren't that far away from where I was sitting, and you saw the same match as I did, and those lads deserve nothing but praise, right? This business of, you know, talking about, oh, don't back Russell, with, don't give him money because he bought the wrong players. Every manager buys the wrong players. Every manager buys players that he thinks are going to do a job for him that turn out not to do. Other players that you thought might be average turn out to be brilliant. John Russell, he's Sligo through and through. I've had, I've had dealings with John, only only briefly with John in, his, in a previous role, and more so with Ryan. Both of those lads right, are totally committed to what they're doing. Um, we should be getting behind them and supporting them. Right, because you know, they pick the team and they do their best. They buy the players. They do their best. They put them out there every every week. Now, that's what I'm saying. You're being too hard on yourselves, right? These lads, right? They are there. They're doing a job. The professionals. So next year they'll be somewhere else. You know, it's not the same as it was years ago with the short contracts. Sure, how many times you open the program and there's five ex players playing against us? You know, it's a very incestuous league, right? So you cannot expect fellas to, to be all be David Collies, like, you know. Did you see that man the other night? Like, 
he was strapped up like a parcel being <laughs> sent back to DHL. You know, and he's still out there giving it his all. You know, you can't expect that. You can't expect to get 11 of those lads. You know, like you can't, you can't say anything about Max Manor, you know. You can't say anything about Frank. You know, those guys are trying their absolute best. Reese Hutchinson, he's up and down, he covers every blade of grass. You know, this, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get why we cannot say, you know, these players are actually, you know, they're, they're good players. They're not as good as the, as the best in the league, obviously, but they're doing their best. And when it comes right, like it did against Shells, when it comes right, you know, they're in with a shout. Look at Terry. We were absolutely delighted with that result. And we saw a load of commitment. There was no difference against Shams. Of course the heads went down in the second half. Why wouldn't they go down in the second half? You know, would we have done any better if we'd been out there? Who would you put out in that pitch who was fit that would have done any better? There is nobody. There's nobody. You can talk about fellas who don't care and fellas who won't warm up and all this sort of stuff. That they are one or two fellas. There are bad apples in, the, and you get that in any bunch. Forget about that. Forget about that. And look at the fellas who are committed. Look at Owen Eldon when he comes on. Young lad, he's absolutely committed to the cause. Making little runs, darts in behind. You know, there's a future for us. You know, that's where we're going. That's where we're at. We've got a fantastic club. You can hear from my accent, they're not from Sligo, right? We don't have a club. We're <laughs> my home county. We never had a, a soccer team to support. We should be damn glad to have it on our doorstep. I've been going to the Rovers for 30, year, 30 odd years since I came to Sligo, right? I'm absolutely delighted to support them. Absolutely delighted to have a team in the town, right? That we can support and get behind. And we shouldn't, you shouldn't lose sight of that fact, right? That some of you Sligo fellas, you've been you, you've been sort of spoiled, like you know you're spoiled. You have a team sitting there, you know that have done fantastically well over there. And I am not taking away from the support that you guys have given them, absolutely. And the people of Sligo and ourselves have put into that. And I understand selling books of tickets. I understand that totally. You're absolutely behind them. But players come, players go. The club is the main thing. Right? I would not cast any expressions on John Russell at all. I wouldn't cast any expressions on any of those lads who took to the field against Shams. Right? Because you know the whole thing about feeding off the off the team and feeding off the supporters and all that sort of stuff. I don't want to be taking up your time. We've gone in seven minutes here. Come on. You know, it's ridiculous. But anyway, listen, I'm just all I'm saying is look, we've got we're in a bit of a relegation fight. We need to get out there. One of the things that I noticed, right? This is not this is my last point, done. One of the things I noticed is it's like a fucking graveyard up there at times, right? You know, like they're thinking about it being a library. They're absolutely right. You get the Shams, the Shams fans the other night. They got behind the team at all times, even in the first half. They made a racket. What's wrong with us? Fours are doing their best. They're absolutely doing their best. I've moved back over there. I used to sit over in the main stand and I'd be the only Egypt roaring, you know. I'd be the only Egypt standing up for a bit of red until all staring up then. For Christ's sake, Get your fingers out and get behind the team. Start making some fucking noise because that's what we need. We need it. Do you remember the time they were in the, the samba band, guys? The fellas with, the, with the, the drum. And everyone's whinging and complaining. For Christ's sake, come on. Get behind them. Get roaring. Get, get, I grew up with me uncles, uh, me mother, me all giving out to GARFs, you know, 
for roaring and shouting on the sidelines of every match we ever went to. Matches we were never going to win or we never had a chance of winning. You know, and I couldn't understand when I came to the side when I went to the showgrounds for the first time and I was so quiet. I couldn't believe it. I absolutely couldn't believe it. You know, we need to get behind the team. We need to get stuck in now for the last, you know, couple of games. That it, once the season, once this mid-season break is over, we need to get behind the lads and get them going again. You know, because they're good lads. There's there's no one there. There's no one who took the field against Shams. Not one of them. That isn't committed to doing the best for Cycle Rovers. That's my opinion. Feel free to shoot me down if you want. Right? Don't be talking about one or two boxes who, you know, you'll have one or two boxes in everything. In everything. So, look at Lads, thanks for the podcast. You're great. Fair play to you. Open up. Come on, the bit of red. Andrew Dodman shouts from the shed after... I don't even know what to call that performance from UCD. There was nothing there, absolutely nothing. What I need to say is something far bigger than a team on the pitch. I, need, I want to talk about Sligo Rose Football Club as a whole. Tommy Higgins, Sligo Rose chairman. It's time to call an EGM and change the whole model of Sligo Rose Football Club from a cooperative and seek outside investment and get money from some some sort of investment from fighter football clubs or millionaires out there because top team in world football Manchester City have done it down as far as the very bottom of the barrel draw to United and a rust heap of, of a ground have got outside investment we need to move on with the times because we're being left behind that's just the way world football has gone we have to keep up with the teams and get outside investment because we can't keep going on like this it's all well and good selling our annual draw tickets and are doing our 5,000 steps but we're not competing we're surviving and the next thing needs to be done, unfortunately, we have a great coach in John Russell. He's a fantastic coach. But he's not a manager, unfortunately. Our keeper, Ed, er, not Ed McGinty, I wish it was Ed McGinty. Our keeper, Luke McNicholas, he makes a mistake every single game. He doesn't command his area. We have defence that are leaking goals that can't defend. We have midfielders that are not pressing the ball or putting in challenges when, when they get the ball. They're going backwards with the ball or sideways. We have wingers who don't create chances. We have a striker who didn't set the world alight last season. And we've gone with him leading their line of being our main man. And his goals have dried up. There's so much, unfortunately, to change the Slag Rovers. Because our 100 year anniversary is coming up in 2028. And if we don't start making changes off the pitch and on the pitch, we're going to be playing against the likes of Curry FC. And Cove Ramblers, that's the scary thing about it because Gold United are coming up with loads of money. Draw to United and Shelburne have already passed us out and they've got investors involved now. So when UCD go down, we're next to go down the line and then Waterford come up. So we're only in the first division within, the, within two seasons, lads, if we don't get our act together. <sighs> Things need to change. Need to change fast. Because for the, hundred, the hundreds of volunteers that are putting their time effort and money from their own pockets they deserve better we deserve better and Sly Grover Football Club deserves better up the Rovers lads and keep the faith this is Sean from America jeez I wish we'd have stayed on break because that was horrendous I mean yes we controlled the majority of the game and the first half we didn't give them a sniff, um, but our play as well was not all that great. Um, 
the goal we got wasn't even one we scored. We got another lucky bounce off a deflection. And, I mean, just from the reaction of the players when the ball went in, it didn't even look like they really gave a crap, honestly. Um, you know, with, with the amount of goals that we score or the lack of goals that we score, you think we would want to celebrate each goal more. But I think that's part of the problem this year. Now, we have many problems, and it's not just the players or the manager. It's it's both, and even the club as well. Everybody's got blame in this season. The game was just, you know, I mean, what can you say? You said we control it. I mean, they're the by far, by a mile, they're the worst team in the league. Honestly, they shouldn't even be at this level. But what does that say about us when they can come and beat us in the last, what, 15 minutes? And we do it to ourselves again, as usual. Say whatever you want to about the players we got in the squad. But for me, it's not that they're not just not good enough. It's mental. It's got to be mental because we started off the season fairly well with all the new players trying to gel together. Fair enough. But we're scoring goals. Winning games, getting in matches. And we've just been regressing all year. And injuries have a part to play, but it's also part of the manager's job to motivate the players because none of them look like they're really wanting to be there. You know, uh, you know, there's one or, you know, there's, there's a handful of the mainstays, you know, that do a good job every game, not talking about them, but just the team as a whole look like they can't be asked about being playing. And that's part of the manager's job is to get them motivated to play and to try to figure out what's going on because nobody seems to know what to do about any of it because we're not even, I mean, we couldn't even score a goal against the team that leaks the most goals in the league. I mean, not even close. So, you know, for me, it's all mental on that end. Now, the managers made some bad choices and, you know, the size of our club, we don't have the money to just blow on players. So we have to take risks. I get it. Cool. I'm good with that. Take your risks. Hopefully it work out. Some years it works out. This year, nothing's working out. Last year, you know, can anybody honestly say that we're a team that scores a lot of goals? Because ever since I've been supporting this team, uh, we've not been a team that scores a whole lot of goals other than last year. And that was due to Aiden Kina. 
and he took it upon himself to do everything. But we don't have that this year. But we've made bad choices from the club to the manager to the players. And it's just not working out. And what we do to fix that, I don't know. But uh, honestly, I'm tired of listening to, you know, talking about all the, the negative. I love this club. I'm going to support them. But everybody just needs to start coming to grips with the fact that more than likely we're going down this year. And the sooner you realize that, then maybe it won't bug you as much. Um, still going to support the team. Love the team. I mean, how can you not? But hopefully they can figure something out and keep us up. If not, you know, we'll keep keep on going. Uh, but enough about that crap. Uh, 100 pods, guys. That's uh, incredible. Uh, it's been a joy to listen to over the last couple of years. Um, you guys do a great job. Really appreciate it. And uh, maybe you guys can find something uh, positive to talk about. So we'll see. Up the Rovers. Right, lads. Final parts of this week's show. Look ahead now to Friday night's game at home to Bose. So, Jerry, it's... Uh... I don't know what to what to even ask, but it's um you're kinda of open for uh, somewhat of a, a better a better showing, especially at home as well. Yeah, that's that's an understatement really. We we really need to show up, you know, um and put a shift in and say to you, look, maybe show that you know, show our teeth a little bit if we have any and just you know, just as McGill was saying there, just roll up the sleeves and get stuck in and just offer something a little bit different in a bit braver on the ball and it's not just about being brave in and out in and out of possession isn't it you know and being brave on the ball and making things happen and look make things happen and if you make a mistake fine just make up for it try and win the ball back or whatever the case may be just what's your balls but look we'll see who knows you know nobody knows really what what Rovers team is going to turn up you won't be putting money on us anyways put it that way and Donald would you make a few changes from the last day I, I would run an um I think uh, number one change I'd make is I I change the keeper. Being honest with you, um, I just think that um, he's 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 had one too many chances now at this stage. So I I think I think he'd be the first he'd be the first man to go. Other than that, uh, I like I think playing three at the back, we look decent. Uh, we looked in control and we we look like that. We look solid in general. We look solid. So I'd be inclined to maybe go the same kind of formation as, as what we started uh, against UCD. Now, the, the one thing is, I just as Jerry said, there just go out there and and just just don't be afraid to express yourself. Don't be afraid to make a mistake, and just go out with a with a positive mindset and go out like you want to win the game. Go out like you believe that you can win the game, and go out and try and send the people home happy. Like because we're all all we want is just. Bit of positivity, just something to send us home happy. That's all any fan is asking for, you know. And once you put in a shift, and you you, you give it everything on the pitch, the, the one thing about the people's like the fans of like Rovers is they they will love you and they like lazy part. So just just give everything, and you'll get an awful lot back. 
That's that's all I'm just asking for. 90 minutes, give it fucking everything. That's all we want. Can't ask for any more than that. Magoo. Just like the boys are saying, just the same as that, just go out and work your balls off. Like, you know, we might be might mean the best place the minutes as a team with um how we're playing and football wise, like, but you know, one thing you can do that you can guarantee is gonna happen before you want to pitch is that you're gonna work harder than them. Like you can almost guarantee that you don't have to be we're not gonna we're not gonna play spectacular football. We're not going to open up with little one twos and cute balls around the corner and a little triangles and everything like that because it's it's just not happening for us at the minute. We're not in that zone, but we can make sure that we work harder than them. We can make sure that we run more than them. We close down. We chase. We put our bodies on the line. And if you do that, that's the starting point. That's where the starting point should be. And that's starting point. And if we get something out of the game, then we can build on it. And as Donald says, if you make a mistake. And you run back and try and correct the mistake, or you do your best, and people see you that you're doing your best to to make up for your mistake. If like everybody makes a mistake, and nobody goes through a game of football without making a mistake, that you just put your hands up and grasp and get on with it instead of feeling sorry for yourself, then that'll just be that's all people want, and that's all I can see. It's over on Friday is work our balls off, and I'd be fucking delighted with a little, little at this stage. And you know what? Absolutely over the moon. And maybe just like. Don't do it just for one game. Like sometimes That's you get that, can be, that can be that can be your starting yeah. point. Now we have to, we need so we need a starting point. We need I thought it was gonna be the break, but obviously it wasn't. So at some stage, somewhere along the line, there has to be ground zero and we have to start again. So and the only way to get out of it is hard work. That's the starting point. Like I could see us maybe doing okay on, on Friday night. And then like most games we can't follow it up like we're nearly smelling ourselves. Oh geez, you know what? We are actually we are actually good. And then we go out and we get leathered the following week. So, you know, it can't be just a one game. Like, we're in, you know, a relegation battle. So, it can't be just a one game wonder. Yeah. And he says, yeah, do you know what? We're, we're deadly. No, you need to follow it up, like. 100%. Today's a spend yourself are over now. Like, getting yeah. Stephen Bradley coming out telling you you're grace and you're walking around the place like you're deadly. You're going to play everybody else out the park. Them days are gone now. We're it's pulling up the sides. We're in a relegation battle. Like, it's looking in the mirrors and looking out the window now for them. Score predictions, lads. Jerry, one all. Donald, three one Rovers. Magoo's already a man to make predictions, but uh... <laughs> oh, Donald, guess. I was, I was, I was drinking in beers. Nil nil. I'll say one one as well. Imagine. Well, are are we are Rovers fans not the fucking eternal optimists? Huh? <laughs> like, look at look at the run we're on. We've 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 given out for an hour and a half about how shite we are. Predictions for the weekend. Not one of us is down for a loss. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Ron. Cheers, Ronald. Cheers, boys. Fair bitty. Uh cheers, Magoo. Cheers, boys. Up the fucking rovers. Up the bitter red. Happy happy one hundred episode, boys. Yeah. yeah. And I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud and we had that one. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1.